Beware, it's the Adams Family Cereal. It's creepy and it's spooky, mysterious and spooky. It's all together spooky, the Adams Family Cereal. The weird part of this complete breakfast. Just wait until you see them. It's like a scary dream. They taste so good to see them. The Adams Family Cereal. Welcome to another exciting, fun-filled episode of the Everyday Halloween Podcast, sponsored by Wizard World at conradio.com. I am your host, Horror Guy Keenan. Join with me today is the very lovely and wonderful Jesse Reese. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing very well, Mr. Keenan. For all of you that don't know, <laughs> Jesse is a musician out in New York, and she has her own little special project called Jesse Lan- or Jessa Lantern, right? Is it Jessa Lantern? <laughs> it's Take the Eye Out of Jesse, Jess O Lantern. Just a lantern. Yes. I am just a lantern. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I've been seeing you've been posting a lot of stuff lately about uh, just your your band in general and your kind of project, and I really like it. It has that strong essence of Halloween that I think uh, a lot of musicians kind of I don't know they shy away from. Um, I know you used to go to my shows back in the day when we did Shark Teeth, and uh, I kind of for some of you that don't know back in my bloody disgusting days, I had a band. That was all horror themed. We put uh, gravestones and pumpkins and stuff like that on stage, and it was such a bitch to strike every night. But it was so much fun, and I would never trade it for the world. And uh, it's cool to see that you kind of do that same thing. You have pumpkins, and like you have themed nights and stuff like that. You make things for the audience if they buy tickets to your show. Um, so tell me a little bit more about that. What, what kind of got you into that whole thing? Um, well, I started playing solo shows um, just under my full name as like an indie artist mm-hmm. um, back in Orlando. Yes. Uh, and I didn't really ever feel like it was really uh, genuinely me. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was trying to just make music that would make other people happy and it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Yeah. So uh, I just started writing like spookier themed songs and things like that that mm-hmm. had like more themes of Halloween and darkness or whatever. Um, Uh And uh, eventually I realized I'd accumulated more songs that were like that than songs that were not like that. And it just kind of created itself, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, (laughs) I don't know if you know this, but... um, And I'll 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 finally officially give him the credit for this because I know as soon as he listens to this podcast, he's going to be like, woman, why didn't you give me credit for this finally? Um, Oh, no. (laughs) You're going to laugh. One of our mutual friends is responsible for the name Jesso Lantern. I will give him the credit for this now. Um, I believe it was an Xbox Live handle Uh or, or my Instagram name. I can't remember which one came first, but... Adam McCabe, he's responsible for the name Jessel Lantern. Adam McCabe, for you guys, if you're not in the Orlando area, Adam McCabe uh, works for Inside the Magic now. 
he does a lot of the reviewing and and looking into um, you know just the new stuff that's going around at the theme parks for Howling Horror Nights uh, to Disney's Not So Scary, all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, yeah, he was a mutual friend of ours for quite a while. It still is, you know. He's a good guy. Yeah, so I'm definitely still friends with Adam, um, and it's it's just so funny. Like every now and then, um, he'll comment a post, and he's like, "Oh, and it all started like this." And I was yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just silly because everybody's like, where'd you come up with that name? And it's like, uh, one of my ex-boyfriends came up with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's it's fun to, to think that it kind of grew into its own uh, existence now. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing out as Just a Lantern in New York for the last three years since I've lived here. And I love it. Like it gives me uh, an outlet into the horror punk community that I didn't think that I was ever going to be able to do as a solo artist, mm-hmm. especially a female solo artist. I, oh yeah. Like I'm the only one. But to be honest, I don't really know of very many other female solo acoustic horror punk acts. Yeah, that's it's a very rare thing. Most of them usually just try and find like a I don't know like an existing boy band. I guess that's no, I guess not boy band, but like a rockabilly band or something like that. And they're looking for a lead. Uh, which I would love to do at some point, because um, mm-hmm. I love rockabilly. But that's my my genre is is kind of I'm able to make it my own because it's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely given me a lot more opportunities into the spooky horror community, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, well, that's awesome. So around October, uh, since you've kind of been doing this for a few years now, what? Um... Do you get like booked for gigs that are like Halloween themed or Halloween parties? This is the thing. For the last um, two years that I've been here, I've um, 
Well, like, well, the last year that I was here, uh, last Halloween rather, um, I was working for a company that uh, asked us to build a haunted house in Staten Island. Oh, very cool. So I was busy building a haunt from the ground up in like three months. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so I didn't actually get to play any shows at all for the entire month because oh, wow. we were building the haunt, casting it, rehearsing, and, and performing in it, mm-hmm. which was awesome. It was a wonderful experience. Like I, I wouldn't trade that because it was, it was something that was really unique that I wasn't ever really going to have the opportunity to do again. Right. Um, but like the year before that, I was playing with um, a band, uh, band called Skeletal Life, mm-hmm. and the day before Halloween, I got to play with Michael Graves, um, which cool. that was with with the full with our with our full band and his full band like the whole official setups was mm-hmm. really awesome but i wasn't playing solo shows back then because i was with that band right okay um, so basically this will be the first season that i have been playing solo like throughout the the year mm-hmm. and finally like getting the recognition to be able to be booked for those shows in october so yeah see i guess is the answer to that question that's really awesome i'm glad you finally you're getting to actually do those shows now um do you have any other shows lined up for this october right now um not set in stone for october i know that there's like word of some really exciting things that are gonna possibly be happening in my home in my hometown in my neighborhood here yeah um it's all really hush hush right now because we okay. don't have any finalized uh-huh. but that there will be opportunities for me at some point like very I cool don't know what they are and i can't share them yet <laughs> nice. okay no that's totally fine how about leading up to october like say august september in august i have a performance with michael graves that's Again, badass graves. So you... this time i'll be playing acoustic it's an acoustic um all acoustic lineup with a bunch of really awesome um front men from a lot of really cool higher punk bands and, mm-hmm. and acts and things like that um i can't name drop a lot of them yeah but in trouble but uh on my facebook i'm gonna obviously be promoting like crazy as soon as we get the official flyers and stuff up but that's mm-hmm. my next uh noteworthy show that i'm really excited for <laughs> well, very cool jess you know whenever you get those out i'll definitely be posting them on our page as well to kind of get the word out there for all you folks that are in new york who listen to the show um Hi. So, okay, so, like, what, what are your songs about? Like, what, what kind of goes into, like, sort of writing them and, um, I don't know, like, what's a, what's a good, like, like, deep song that you like the most? Oh, man. Um, I want to say it's, it's a t- kind of a toss-up because I have some songs that could be deep if you really take the words for face value, mm-hmm. but, like, like the song Little Dead, it's one of my one of my newest ones. Mm-hmm. It's a slow song and it's it's you know, it has conceptual themes that are very lighthearted. It's about mm-hmm. Red Riding Hood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when you um when you turn it, you know, on its side and you look at it in a metaphorical way, it's actually, you know, about getting in over your head in situations where you know this is gonna be a bad idea, you know this is gonna be bad for you, you're gonna go and do it anyway. Yeah. Or can I explore that just to see what will happen to take a chance, even though it's probably not going to end well. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's like all those concepts of like temptation and falling into the darkness and things like that that you know you know better, but you know, hey, Little Red Riding Hood did too, and she still went on with it. So right, yeah, she got some of her family members killed <laughs> exactly. by her own bad doings, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I God. mean, 
a lot of a lot of bands in this genre write about horror movies and they write about stories that have already existed and so i decided with little dead to kind of throw in like a nursery rhyme like a you know mm-hmm. a fairy tale and I, I but i generally don't write about pre-existing work okay. um no that's good that's, a lot of people I, like you said go to that yeah so as, as a challenge for me in the genre i decide to then take what would normally be like the song we are ghosts I take a song that is that could be a normal, quote unquote, normal mm-hmm. romantic song, yeah. but I turn it into something that's about ghosts instead of humans. Oh, interesting. And so it's like creating themes that are spooky and Halloweeny and things uh-huh. like that that go into a regular song to make it into something else. Mm-hmm. So it's like through the filter of Halloween. Uh, <laughs> Very cool. I like that. Like a lot of stuff, you know, like, there's bands out there that will try and just push the topic, but it's, I like that you know, when you kind of dance around it and stuff and songs have diff, you know, diff, different, more deeper meanings than what it's kind of just telling in general. It's so. like using keywords to, uh-huh. to, to make it happen. Very Although cool. I do one song that's brand new that's actually it's like a it's like a rewritten version of a song I did years and years and years ago mm-hmm. with my mm-hmm. old project Artistic Simplistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know you may have remembered I I played I like I was like yeah I had a song called Feel Good Movie of the Year mm-hmm. and it was a ukulele song and I just recently decided to re rewrite it and update it and now it's called Feel Good Horror Movie of the Year. Nice. <laughs> And I kept the same melody and kept the same chords, um, but I just rewrote the lyrics, mm-hmm. and now they're all like directly intentionally written about horror movies. Uh-huh. So one song that pays homage to the genre. And That's it's, pretty badass. I like that. Put it all out of my system, and then I can go write my own stuff. Again. Uh-huh. Here's that. Here's the cliche song that you guys want. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like really catchy and poppy, and like ukulele. Uh-huh. I haven't released it yet. I just recorded that, um, actually. That's one of the, the oh, six cool. relatively new songs. So mm-hmm. Very cool. <laughs> so let me ask you, uh, if you know, Halloween's kind of a big thing for you, obviously, you know, Jessel Lantern and everything. Uh, <laughs> what what kind of let's go back in time with younger Uh-oh. Jess. What what got you into the, the whole Halloween horror love in an early age? Um, if you wanna go like super young, like trick or treater young, um of course. I was not I, I was not actually allowed to celebrate Halloween when I was a kid. Oh. Um, uh, I come from a really religious family, and I was just not brought up with it. But when I was about e nine, um, my mom actually was like trying to find loopholes because she went trick or treating when she was a kid, ah. and she like found this loophole with with. Um, taking me to some park that had like trick-or-treating in a park mm-hmm. during the day and but i got to wear a costume and it was the first time i ever got to like dress up and I was yeah. like, this is the coolest thing ever and and i think it was like some egyptian princess thing i was like cleopatra or something mm-hmm. but i got to wear eyeliner for the first time and i think that was a life changer that's <laughs> it it's there <laughs> like this um but yeah i mean ever since then I wasn't. I still wasn't allowed to go trick or treating until I was a teenager. So it's mm-hmm. like after the time frame when you're usually going for real. Right. But I got to hang out with my friends then, obviously. But um, I I also convinced my dad when I was in eighth grade to let me uh, dress up as Wednesday Adams because oh, cool. I got extra credit for dressing in costume on the day of Halloween. <laughs> nice, uh, Dad. I have to like uh, get extra credit. Yeah. 
So Wednesday Adams was like my first intentional Halloween costume. But cool. um, and I've seen you've done Wednesday Adams after that quite a few times. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like paying homage because that was the like the original one. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it's like partially all those repressed things that I wasn't allowed to really embrace back then, mm-hmm. but also because it was a real um, connection that I had with my mom in that moment. And um, unfortunately, she passed away when I was twelve, and so. When I got to, you know, my adult life and being able to go back and uh, finding things that like made me comforted and reminded me of her, it was always, it always came back to Halloween Mm -hmm. and finding those creative outlets because it made me, made me be reminded of like what she did for me. So very much ironically enough, um, a lot of what I do is for her and is also the opposite of what's for my dad. Yeah. I'm going to so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, does he have an iTunes account? Does he listen to podcasts? Doesn't. I'm sorry, dad, if you hear this. <laughs> Just in case. Here we go. <laughs> I love my dad. I'm not going <laughs> to. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's that's really it's really what it was. And obviously, mm-hmm. it's it's creative outlet. It's um, I studied theater in college so obviously dressing up and that whole being who you want and that freedom of that um it, it definitely it definitely has to do with freedom of individuality and the fact that if you want to dress like a ghoul in the middle of march you can do it right, yeah <laughs> and i i think uh you also do the rocky horror thing quite often don't you i did when i was in orlando mm-hmm. i was on the rich Rito's cast for okay. four years um, for four years and some change because I still supported and still like came to shows even when I wasn't performing with them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't, um, I'm not involved with the New York cast. I went uh, a handful of times uh, when I had some friends from Times Scare who were on that cast. They were really awesome. Um, but I haven't been in a while. But Rocky is a huge part of my life still though. Even just a couple of days ago, um, I had a Rocky Horror roommate show with my- <laughs> with Oh my, my God. Ro- my roommate my roommate Austin had never seen it before and I was just like how am I living with you yeah you're like we have to change that ASAP and he's like oh watch it tomorrow you're like no it's happening now we're doing this now there's a really cool picture of him uh in a pink boa and a veil and I'm putting a v on his face it's on my Instagram <laughs> we will make this virgin one yes. yes he watched it proper he watched it twice just the way he's supposed to yeah very cool <laughs> Say, one of you guys know how to Madison? I just re I just re-recorded um, a song called Corpse Revival, and that's my newest, like, finalized, mastered song. I just submitted it to be a part of a uh, compilation for horrorpunks.com. Oh, very um, cool! They put out great albums, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, they were having open submissions, and I I made like a special. Um, effort to go and record with uh, with my bandmate uh, Chris Halpern from um, Vanasper, mm-hmm. um, and I I love it. I love the track. It's the only one that I have mastered right now out of the new recordings. So mm-hmm. at some point, very cool. That. Awesome. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get some on the show so we can play a little bit of tracks, get people downloading your stuff soon. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. So what are your music inspirations? Let's talk about that for a little bit. What what who gets your goat going? My goat. Your ghost. Did I say goat? Ghost. We'll get your ghost going. <laughs> Better. Um, I always, I always find myself saying the exact same thing. I found sound like a broken record, but um, almost all of my inspirations stem from 
Liza Minnelli, Davey Havoc, mm-hmm. and Amanda Palmer. Wow, that's a mix-up right there. Isn't it, though? I like it. <laughs> um, because Liza Minnelli has always been, like, the punk rock musical theater person. She mm-hmm. just does whatever she wants, and she's uh, fabulous at all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I she's always been a hero of mine ever since I was a little girl. I was like, I'm going to be that for when I grow up. Yep, yeah. that's what I'm... <laughs> I'll be one Liza Minnelli. <laughs> I'll, I'll take one of those, please. Um, and, uh, I mean, Davey Havoc, AFI was, has always been my, my favorite band, hands mm-hmm. down. Um, I started listening to them when I was about 12. Um, my friend gave me a mix CD with MXPX and AFI, and I was like, life changer. Oh, man, yeah, that's some, that's some punk right to your face, man. Did you <laughs> ever like, cover Halloween? The, uh, uh, the yeah, Misfits, like... yeah, 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 a, a couple of times. Obviously, I, I, you know, I feel like it goes without saying that the Misfits are one of my mus- musical influences. Oh, I mean, yeah. you're, if you're in horror punk, that's kind of a given, unfortunately, right. to, you know, add to that, but... Th- those are, you know, those are my top three. Those uh-huh. are my vocally, at least. That's mm-hmm. who I take my influences from. Um, as far as writing is concerned, though, like it's really a toss-up because I I try not to take after anybody. Yeah. Um, as any good artist really should, trying to do something original. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So now this is part of the show where we kind of go into like a little bit of horror news and things that are going on in the horror realm. But before we do that, Jess, I want to ask you, <laughs> what are your favorite horror films? What oh, movies? Man. And it doesn't have to be like just over like all around horror films. Like, like what movies like around Halloween time do you do you enjoy watching that gets you like stoked for the season? Hocus Pocus. Ah, perfect movie right there. Chronological order. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I have a list. <laughs> well, no. How about chronological order from when I saw them? So, like, as a child. Okay. Pocus Pocus. Gotcha. I always have, have a cat. I'm going to name him Thackeray Banks. That's going to have to happen at some point in my life. Yeah. Evil Dead. Groovy. Gotta have Definitely Bruce. One of my um, Nightbreed. You can't go down there! They have only one enemy. A beast called man. Oh, so good. And Clive Barker, any, any of the... And a lot of people uh, give Nightbreed shit. They don't really like it, but... But I, I mean, aesthetically, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's like taking a whole world and just, like, entering this whole new thing that you'll never see again. Exactly! Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, Return of the Living Dead, I mean... Talk we, about punk and horror. I know, yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a prerequisite now. Uh-huh. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I could go on, and I know I shouldn't because <laughs> you're like that's that's dead. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome, well, very cool. All right, so let's let's go into the, the the horror news for this month. It's very small because we're still in summer, so not too much is going on out there. Um, if you're in Orlando, Halloween Horror Nights is bringing you Michael Myers back. He's coming back to Hollywood in Orlando, uh, so that's kind of kind of neat do you ever come back to horror nights in orlando at all i want to so bad because that yeah. was my first job that was the other thing i forgot in the halloween origin story my very first job was working at halloween horror nights when i was 18 oh, like character. if i was like i'm at auditions for horror nights and i was yeah. there for years and it was like 
a bulk of what really got me into the culture, but mm-hmm. um, enough about me. <laughs> no, <Back> it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there is a new Ghostbusters animated show coming out in 2018, uh, which looks pretty cool. Now, we don't know if it's going to be based on the original yeah. stuff. Yeah, or if it's the new movie. Yeah. What are your, what's your take on this new Ghostbusters, being a female and all? And I don't want to, like, just poke that hole in there because I feel like nobody really cares about the female-male thing. They can be done by fish, as long as the fish were funny, you know? I mean, I haven't seen... I've seen the trailer. I have not seen the film. Okay. Well, it's not yet. Nobody has, so don't feel bad. Yeah, I know. Well, that my, my point is is that I can't really form a, a real opinion about it because, to be honest, I am biased, again, mm-hmm. as a woman. Yes. Um, but I've been... It's like I've been seeing a lot of posts by um, guys in the horror punk community that are just blatantly mad right. on the fact that they're women. And it's like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know. it's You don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> change bad. But I didn't vote I'm, for Obama. I know. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm very much open to the fact that there's women in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get so much flack for this right no, now. That's, that's, no, but, there's no problem for that. I'm really open-minded to it. It will probably not be what we were used to, and it will probably not be, you know, our classic, you know, Ghostbusters, which I am I am absolutely in love with. Yes. I've always been. I quote that daily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm I'm not going to immediately smash it just because it's women. Yeah. I'm very much a bust-down-the-stereotypes, fright-misogyny kind of girl. I'm very much not mm-hmm. that stereotype. And so... I'm kind of excited that they're giving women a shot at it. Yeah. And and now it's in your neighborhood. I mean, I know Ghostbusters originated in New York and stuff, but now you have women in New York. Like, it'll be kind of cool seeing all those locations and be like, "Ah, I've been to them all. (laughs) I should go recreate all of the photo shoots. Not a bad idea. (laughs) Passed by the library. I thought, I think about that though. On 42nd Street, I was like, oh, Brian Park, there's the lion. Sit on the same lion that he sat on. <laughs> right, yeah, just have all the birds wait for that exact moment to run down the stairs and have them all fly up. I'm like, I did it! <laughs> That's awesome. I'm kind of with you in the same vein as I, I really want the movie to be good. I like, I love all those women that are in the movie because they're yeah. kind of pulling from that Saturday Night Live feel. Like, they did that for the first movie. Exactly, yeah. So it's smart to do that. So, you know, I don't want to bash it. I just kind of watched the trailers and didn't chuckle once, so I was kind of afraid on that part of no. it. <laughs> so we'll see but with with a remake just don't even think about the movie think about all this other stuff we get we got uh tobin's guide to the spirit realm which is a really cool ghostbusters book that has all these illustrations about monsters and demons and stuff that's appeared in the ghostbusters movie along with ecto cooler high c right oh my god internet exploded everybody is like raving raging their grocery stores even just today my friend brendan was like i'm gonna get some ecto cooler <laughs> <laughs> Even it's it's ridiculous. I remember drinking it when I was a kid with a little box of Slimer on it, mm-hmm. just thinking this is like so cool. I'm drinking Slimer juice right? on the the logo for Ecto Cooler though. He's not anywhere to be found because I don't. He's yeah. not in the Lizzie. Uh, yeah, I don't get that whole thing like where they had him on the boxes because technically the boxes were from the '80s cartoon, real Ghostbusters, and it's, yeah, it's, it's not a thing anymore. But they still could have used like the movie Slimer or something on it. Really should have. Yeah. Like I feel. I haven't had any of the new Ecto Cooler. I think on principle, and I now I'm sounding like a hypocrite because there's no Slimer. It's different. I don't like it. Right. It probably <laughs> tastes different too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember honestly. Well, I'll reassure you that it does taste like your childhood. 
uh, <laughs> a little bland and very sh and very short limit. Um, but also, it um, you can add rum to it now, and it tastes delicious when you drink it. What? Yeah, add a little bit of uh, was it uh, cruising rum or uh, Malibu rum, something like that. Mind blown. Delicious. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see about that. But yeah, the cool thing is, with the new Ghostbuster movie, if you don't like it, you still get a lot of re-releases of the old one. You get cool drinks and things like that. So it's still still alive today. Enjoy that we're doing Ghostbusters again, at least, you know? Uh, I mean, you know, it is another remake. <clears throat> right, yeah. And the fact that they didn't even... The, apparently the Ghostbusters are in it, but they're not as themselves. They're like Flower Shop Guy and Custodian. Just cameos? Yeah, just cameos. <laughs> Hurts my heart. Hurts my heart. Oh. Uh, moving on, um, <laughs> Eli Roth, who you might know, has done the Hostel films, Cabin in the Woods, or Cabin in the Woods, Cabin Fever, yep. um, and he recently just did Green Inferno and Knock Knock. His next film, he'll be doing the Death Wish uh, remake with Bruce Willis. Now, I don't know if you've seen the Death Wish movies with Charles Bronson, Jess? To be honest, I haven't. Okay, they're not really horror. It's more or less just like gory action where a guy just had too much and he takes a shotgun and just blows all the punks away in the city who just burned him a few. But it's a, it's Death Wish 2 is just an insane over-the-top action film, which is just fun because of its camp factor. So who better <laughs> yet to get than Eli Roth, king of gore, to come in and uh, reprise that role with Bruce Willis, of all people. So. <laughs> Well, he can certainly do camps, though. Yes, definitely. So we'll have a little bit of that. Did you watch any of Ash vs. the Evil Dead? I saw the first two episodes. Okay, what did you think? The, this is the thing, and I wanted so badly to keep up with it, but I hadn't, like, had a medium to watch it in because I don't have cable and I don't, you know. Um, but honestly, there was a major deal breaker for me yeah. in the first episode and I it broke my heart that this deal breaker was here because I wanted so badly to love this series because uh -huh. it's Bruce Campbell. I'm like, at least it's Bruce. Right, yeah. Um, where is S-Mart? Oh, yeah, you know, it's funny. <laughs> Value Mart. If it's going to be a Mart, mm -hmm. you might as well do S-Mart or give some sort of like origin backstory as to like what happened to S-Mart or why it's not S-Mart anymore. Like maybe mm -hmm. S-Mart blew up. I don't know. I totally but agree. I, <laughs> I, I didn't watch the rest of the series, though. Do they ever explain the lack of S-Mart? Or is that just... No. The... Yeah. How do you have... <laughs> yeah. How do you have that without... I just... Yeah. I don't know. Apparently, it's... That's me being a purist and not liking change. So, again, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> right, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, with licenses, they can do everything with Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2, but they can't touch anything with Army of Darkness because that's owned by Universal. Oh my god, you're right. So, with the S-Mart stuff, like, it's actually shown in that episode, whereas they don't really talk about S-Mart in Evil Dead 1 or 2. You're uh, right. Oh, dang it. Yeah. No. So they, they can't even no. touch on, like, a lot of the time. Like, I guess they can touch on time travel stuff, but they're trying to stay away from that because it's more tied to Army of Darkness. Yeah, that explains it then. Yeah, so there's, like, little things here and there they couldn't do, which kind of blows, but... Well, I feel uneducated now, knowing that it was a copyright thing. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm a nerd. I, I have to, like, research this stuff for this show, so. <laughs> but, yeah, kind of blows. But we just got a, a teaser for te uh, Season 2, where Lucy Lawless is part of the team now. We got Xena, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, and that'll be premiering this fall for Season 2, so you got to catch up quick, Jess. I do. I have a lot of homework to do. Most definitely. <laughs> 
apparently Hotel Transylvania 3 got announced. That's going to be a thing. Okay, I'm really excited yeah. about that. Did you, did you watch the last two? I am a major sucker for those films. Um, yeah. When I lived in Orlando, the first one, I remember I went to the Dollar Theater in Altamont. Nice. I went and wa- I was like, yes, dollar ticket, giant tub of popcorn, I'm game. Uh-huh. Of course, by myself so I could geek out about everything. <laughs> um, and then I watched the second movie. And um, right now I'm working at a children's theater. Mm-hmm. And I have these bangs going on, these like Betty Bang things. Yeah. I daily, daily get these little kids running up to me going, you look like Mavis. Oh my God, my- yeah. You can't really see, but like I have the ex- pretty much the exact same haircut as she does without even intentionally doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's just so cool because all these little kids that would generally be like freaked out or weirded out by someone who kind of looks alternative. Mm-hmm. Now they're like running up to me on the sidewalk and going, you look like Mavis, hi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the little children, they love me. That's adorable. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that. Oh, so I'm like really excited that the that the movies are continuing and that like that's you know it's really perpetuating like a, a more open acceptance for younger audiences to like spooky things. It's like a, right. a Halloweeny introduction. It makes me really happy. Yeah, and they're was... too. Oh they my are. god. Yeah, they're beautiful. Like you know, for for Sony's CG and stuff, and and they had Mel Brooks as Grandpa Dracula, so that was <laughs> double awesome. I can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, super good. I love those movies. Uh, did you watch any of uh, Penny Dreadful? My, uh, I just saw that Mike B posted on Facebook about how they have it on Netflix now, and I'm like, all right, I have to. I have to watch it. I haven't seen any of it. That is news to me. I didn't even know it was on Netflix. You dropped a scoop in my own show. Oh, I just dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> Friends at work mentioned that it was on Netflix, too, and I was like, I know. I have to go home and watch it. So oh, I have, wow. like, extra homework. Yeah. <laughs> You will not be disappointed. I don't know how many seasons there are. I think it's maybe just one or two. Uh, three. There's three. Well, two. On Netflix, like available on Netflix. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I have no idea. We'll see. Well, but no, you, you can give Mike B the credit for that. Make, makeup artist extraordinaire, Mike Mike Beard. I will. <laughs> so ha- have you been doing any video gaming lately? To be Do you honest? Have time? Well, I mean, that's the thing. To, to be honest, I, I don't have any new things. I own a PS2, and I have, like... The, the Evil Dead games and, like, Goosebumps in Horrorland. And, nice. like, I have all those really obscure, weird, spooky games that mm-hmm. I don't have anything new. Um, yeah. I'm in the dark. No, that's okay. <laughs> well, apparently they're they're making a uh, Resident Evil 7. I don't know if you've, if you've heard about this. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, it, it goes away from the genre of the whole, like, slow mansion moving thing. And it's more, like american horrorized where like they go off of like texas chainsaw and the inbred people out in the middle of the woods but apparently there's still a zombie apocalypse going on around that whole thing well it's resident evil you can't really if they drop zombies out of a resident evil game i mean yeah that kind of nail on the head there <laughs> but uh there yeah so that's gonna that's gonna be coming out soon uh the, the demo is out now you can try that on the playstation store uh, so definitely check it out. A lot of fun. Very cool. And there's a Friday the 13th game coming out. Woo! Yes, it's kind of a, like, left... Kind of like a little bit Left 4 Dead, where it's seven people, uh, and you're all campers, and one person is Jason. And with Jason, you kind of have these cool powers where you can go around and, like, move quietly through the woods towards them. And it's they them having to figure out ways to, like, get away from you. So they have to, like, you know... <laughs> put an engine in a boat but you have to fix the engine first so you have a guy working on an engine while the other person's keeping lookout and 
you get bigger points for better kills. So if you just if you just hack somebody, that's kind of eh, whatever. But if you kind of grab them, put them against a tree, put a belt around their eyes, and pull, like <laughs> you can get some really cool deaths and, and find points for that. So it's really cool to see horrors coming back to gaming in a fun new way. <laughs> you can kill people in a very fun new way. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I, yeah. I love I love that franchise. I'm very I'm a fan. <laughs> Definitely. Uh so what would you say is your favorite uh slash slasher guy? Would you like are you like a Freddy person? You're Michael Myers? Probably Freddy. You like Freddy? Have I have every I have every Nightmare on Home Street movie that, that has ever been made. Oh, yeah. Um he was probably one of my first uh favorite horror icons just because I love the whole dream concept and like subconscious you know terrorism in your brain and... oh yeah when you were told that for the first time as a kid you're like wait he can what yeah, and then you're like well i'm not sleeping ever again nope yeah. thanks what does <laughs> he look good. like oh, oh my god no <laughs> and you don't ever want to wear sweaters again <laughs> yeah right no nothing that's christmas striped i am staying away from i know right yeah um, yeah he's he's definitely my favorite of like the mega icons uh-huh <laughs> all right so i want to i want to know since i'm a very orlando have never i've i've left orlando a handful of times but i'm here too way too much uh <laughs> what, what what goes around new york around halloween time like what's the thing to do there Oh man! I, everyone always says the the parade is like the number one thing in in the village. Um, but I've actually never been because I don't really like crowds that much, and I know that it just gets chaotic in the yeah. night. Mean. Um, so far, every Halloween I've had, I've not been in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I've been in like Brooklyn or Queens or Staten Island, like away from like the majority of everything. Um, I did go to one. Actually, never mind. I did go to one Halloween party this past season, um, or two seasons ago. It, it was like a, uh, it was like a goth party, and mm-hmm. my friends were playing a show, and it was like this massive venue. People really do go all out, and I know that in Orlando, you have like the safety of your car when you're like traveling to like a costumed event, and like. Oh yeah, you don't have that. Yeah, if you're in New York City and you want to go to a costumed event. You just have to, like, psychologically prepare yourself to deal with all of the chaos, like, on the train. Yeah. When it's Halloween, like, you're totally safe because it's understood and it's expected. But, like, for me, like, if I'm – because I wear horror makeup when I perform. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm, like, on the train in the middle of June covered in blood and ghoul face, everyone's like, are you okay? (laughs) Yeah, like, are you the crazy person we hear about on these trains? Like, no, I'm completely sane. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry. Um. But I mean, there's obviously there's there's hundreds of events around in, in this time, and there's just parks everywhere. So there's like kids' events and trick or treating, and like safe trick or treating events, and there's just too almost too much. Like that's really <laughs> cool. Does uh does Central Park get very fall like over there, or does it not really? Definitely, I work in Central Park. Oh, cool. Yeah, I work at the Marionette Theater in Central Park, and so I I love the fall there everything's uh-huh. all orange and colory and amazing uh, it's all perfect <laughs> word but it is now um <laughs> yeah oh god full word i'm looking for right um yeah and there's um like pumpkin carving events everywhere and there's just 
it's oversaturation that's a wonderful thing that's really cool <laughs> and you know what i'd honestly rather do that kind of stuff than what you said go downtown and do that whole thing because the people that go yeah. to those things they just have giant dick costumes and like you know yeah like it's not really eh. yeah there's oh I forgot to mention, obviously, there are seasonal haunted houses. There are events. Um, there's Haunted Hayride and there's, um, you know, Blood Manor and, and those type of, like, seasonal haunts that open up. Because um, you have to, you know. It's a major right. city. Every 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 major city has to have their, their seasonal haunts. But mm-hmm. what I really want to go to is Sleepy Hollow. That's yes. Because Sleepy Hollow has, like, the mother of all Halloween events up there. It's insane. And that's funny because the last episode I asked my listeners where I should go for Halloween. Because I want to experience something cool. I've done Orlando's, all their, like, Halloween Horror Nights and stuff like that. It's been fun for a while, but I want that authentic Halloween feel. And from what everybody's been telling me, it's either Sleepy Hollow or Salem. Those are, like, the two mechas. Yeah, Salem's pretty far from from where I am in New York, um, but Sleepy Hollow, I just it's like a train ride away. That's what I heard. It's right there. I'm really like anxious. I really want to try it because, like, like I said, this is the first real season since I've been up here that I'm not working at a haunt, mm-hmm. and that I have like the freedom to really enjoy the holiday, like all month long. Yeah. So, like, I'm making a point of taking a, a little train trip, not a road trip. You don't do those in New York. A little train <laughs> train trip. Up to Sleepy Hollow, um, if if nothing else, just to see the jack o' lantern blaze. Yeah, I heard it's it's amazing because there's so many. Like there's just hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. It's like if you ever go and you like you look up those really nice photos of like you know just thousands of jack o' lanterns stacked on top of each other in rows that look like a giant building. It's Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> yeah. So that's really cool. And then I guess you also have the bridge there too. You know the iconic bridge. So and yeah. And they do the, the the horse run apparently. So that's really cool too. Yeah, they they have a whole section of their website which I've just like stalked like a you know, like a fiend uh-huh. planning things that never happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, one day. One day. Someday. This is like my my Halloween wish list. Mm-hmm. Like every event that is in Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on the show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, of course. <laughs> and for all of you listeners out there, I have three copies of a movie to give out. We have giveaways, oh. Jesse. They are the Chronicles of the Ghostly Tribe, Ooh, Asian fancy. ghost movie. Ooh. Do you have a Blu-ray player, Jess? I do not. I have my PS2. <laughs> Dang. Well, I was going to give you a copy, but... Wah-wah. <laughs> <laughs> but that means there's one more copy for people out there. Hey. Uh, and you know what? In vain of Jess coming on and the Ghostbusters coming out, all you have to do is write in to uh, hallowse365 at gmail.com and tell me uh, what you thought of the new Ghostbusters film. Oh, man. So it could either be really bad or really good. And if you have a good answer, I might probably give it to you. Might probably. Yeah, might probably. I might probably give it to you. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, very cool. Uh, so where can we check out all your stuff, Jess? I have a band camp. Um, it is Jess dash o dash lantern dot bandcamp dot com so like jack o' lantern but with dress instead so it's all those hyphenated awesome um so i have the band camp and i have my facebook obviously my my just a lantern facebook page mm-hmm. um i post all my shows um yeah <laughs> very cool new music coming new, new music, music is coming so how many songs do you have out right now I don't even know offhand. I keep adding covers. Like I have some, I have an AFI cover and a Decemberist cover and like some other stuff that's on there. Uh-huh. So like 
I don't even recall offhand how many I have up there right now because it's like in flux. And can people um, download your stuff or is it just streaming? Some of them are able to be downloaded for free. Um, the majority of them are just streaming at the moment. Yeah, I'm working on getting out my brand new recordings. I, I have to name drop them because they worked so hard over the last few weeks with me. But my friends in the band Devil in the Belfry, mm-hmm. uh, I just recorded six tracks with them. Um, and they played the guitar, the bass, the drums, just like out of out of the kindness of their heart for me. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm really excited to share the tracks that they worked on with me. Uh, so that's going to be like the brand new stuff that's going to be coming out. Well, that's awesome. So there you go, guys. If you guys have like a Halloween playlist, kind of drag and drop just the stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show again. Uh, Jessa Lanner, check her out on Bandcamp uh, and the Facebooks. <laughs> and until then, we'll talk to you guys next month. Stay scary.
Shop smart, shop S-mart.